Hello everyone, my name is Andrew, and welcome to another episode of From Pong to Pixels. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, and I'm glad you decided to check out another episode. Today, we'll be looking at games and consoles that came out during the 2000s. Just by looking at the topics, I can tell you that this is going to be a long episode, so get comfy and enjoy. I think I'll start things off with a fairly popular game, The Sims. The Sims is a social simulation game published by Electronic Arts in 2000. In this game, the player controls people called Sims and is able to control their everyday lives. You have a ton of free choice, meaning you can choose whichever path you'd like to take. You can customize your Sims' looks, personality, relationships, and much more. There's so much to this game that I'd love to talk about, but I recommend just go download it if you're looking for a fun way to waste your time. Now moving into a more familiar franchise, Nintendo. 2000 marked the year of their first Paper Mario game. Paper Mario is an RPG for the Nintendo 64. It follows a similar formula to other Mario games, being that Bowser kidnaps the princess and Mario has to save her, but with a twist. Bowser has also imprisoned the seven star spirits, making himself invincible after defeating Mario and stealing the star rod. To save Peach and the Mushroom Kingdom, Mario must locate the star spirits, who can get rid of the effects of the stolen star rod. The player controls Mario and others to solve multiple puzzles and defeat enemies in a turn-based battle system. Each of Mario's partners has a special ability to assist him with puzzles, encounter different NPCs, and they'll give you clues for the storyline. Even though I've never played this game before, a ton of my friends have said nothing but good about the Paper Mario series. It's a unique visual style and story, so if you're looking for something a little different than normal Mario games, I'd highly suggest Paper Mario. I just quickly want to mention that the PlayStation 2 was released around this time, a home video game console developed by Sony. Nothing too specific I wanted to say, just its release. Now another console I'd like to go into more detail on, the GameCube. The GameCube was another home video game console marketed by Nintendo. The GameCube was a huge success, with people still using its controller for other games to this day. One title for the GameCube I'd like to talk about is Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion is an action-adventure game released in 2001 by Nintendo. This is one of the first games in the Mario series to have Luigi as the main character. Good for him, I think he's a better brother anyway. But this game follows Luigi, with him being informed that he had won a mansion in a contest he didn't enter. Luigi tells Mario to meet him there, but when he arrives, Mario is nowhere to be found. He is attacked by a ghost, but thankfully is saved by a scientist who goes by the name Professor Egad. After he tells Luigi that the mansion is haunted, he gives him the vacuum and communication device, and he goes to look for Mario. After a bit of exploring, he discovers that the mansion is an illusion set up by the game's antagonist, King Boo, in order to free ghosts that Egad had previously trapped. King Boo lured the brothers to the mansion in retaliation for all the boos they killed in the past. After Luigi finally confronts him, he sees that he trapped Mario in a painting. Defeat King Boo to save Mario and finish the game. Luigi's Mansion was a launch title for the GameCube, meaning it was released with the console. It became the most successful launch game, selling 257,000 units during the first week in the US. I actually remember owning this game, but I don't have any memory of playing it. Moving away from Nintendo and going into their rival franchise, Sega. The second installment for the Sonic Adventure series was released in 2001, Sonic Adventure 2. This was the first game to introduce Shadow, with him being a staple character in the franchise by boosting Sonic's popularity with his personality and story arc. To sum up the plot, Dr. Eggman's grandfather was a mad scientist and created something known as the ultimate life form, being Shadow, in order to try to take over the world. I've also heard that this game has an amazing soundtrack, so if you don't mind listening to video game music, which you shouldn't by the way, I suggest giving it a listen. Continuing to talk about sequels, the second Super Smash Bros. game was released in the same year. Super Smash Bros. Melee is a sequel to Nintendo's first fighting game, Super Smash Bros. 
This game is very similar to the first, being a crossover fighting game between multiple Nintendo franchises, but added a ton of new stuff, such as new characters, features, and spawning a competitive scene that is still active to this day. I just wanted to mention that briefly, because Next was one of the biggest consoles to get released. The first installment of Xbox was released in 2001, manufactured by Microsoft. It was classified as a 6th generation console, competing with Sony's PlayStation 2 and Nintendo's GameCube. Amazon and Toys R Us reported that online pre-orders sold out within 30 minutes. It was received really well, planning to ship around 1 million units by the end of the year. It was one of the most successful launches in video game history, the sales surpassing 1 million after just 3 weeks. I'll talk more about the Xbox later in this episode. But going back into the Sonic series, Sonic Advance was the last significant release of 2001. Sonic Advance was a game created to celebrate Sonic's 10-year anniversary. It follows the events of Sonic, his sidekick Tails, Knuckles, and Amy trying to stop Eggman from taking over the world. Again. It was released on the Game Boy Advance and later got two sequels. Although it was criticized for how short it was, it was known as a major success, selling around 1.2 million copies and is one of the Game Boy Advance's best-selling titles. The next game I'd like to talk about is a new Mario title released in 2002, Super Mario Sunshine. I'm sure you've heard of this game before, considering its popularity and it later being ported to the Nintendo Switch. Super Mario Sunshine follows the events of Mario, Peach, and her quote-unquote butler, Toadsworth. They set out to Isle Delfino for a vacation. After they land, Mario spots piles of gloop around the island. After receiving a water jetpack named Flood from Professor Egad, he defeats a slime piranha plant. However, Mario is convicted of vandalizing the town and assigned community service to clean up. He finds out that the person who actually graffitied the town is Mario's doppelganger that goes by the name of Shadow Mario. He then kidnaps Princess Peach. After Mario defeats various enemies, it is later revealed that Shadow Mario's true identity is Bowser Jr., Bowser's son. He framed Mario because Bowser told him that Peach was his mother, and that Mario is trying to kidnap her. After defeating Bowser Jr., you are tasked with one last battle against Bowser. This game is a very unique Mario game, because you are able to see the characters act more natural and in a different setting. I definitely recommend playing this one, if you have a copy of it on the Switch, or if you still have a working GameCube. Now moving on to a new console, the Nintendo DS. The DS is a handheld console released in 2004. DS stands for either Developer System or Dual Screen. This was a new type of console, nothing like it had really been seen before. I used to own a DS and actually think it still works. It's one of my favorite consoles, behind one I'll mention later. Now I'd like to talk about a franchise I briefly mentioned last episode, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is an action-adventure game released in 2004. It's the fifth game in the GTA series, released on the PlayStation 2. It features many real-life events that I probably shouldn't say on here, and that you probably already know if you've played it. There's a whole story mode too that I don't really want to get into, not because it's bad, but because I need to make room for other things I have to talk about. If you're old enough, which you better be, I'd say go try it out if you haven't already. A new console I'd like to talk about is the Xbox 360, the second console in the Xbox series. I'm sure if you're listening to this, at least one of your friends has an Xbox 360. It was an extremely popular console, and its games were even more popular. It also introduced Xbox Live, a subscription that allows you to play games online, download game demos, purchase music, and much more. I don't personally own an Xbox 360, but I do have one Xbox console that I'll mention in another episode. Moving consoles to Xbox's rival, the PlayStation. One game I'd like to mention for the PlayStation 2 is Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero is a music rhythm game published by Red Octane. The game features a guitar-shaped controller that the player uses to simulate rock music. The game covers multiple generations of rock music, having notes that scroll onto the screen. Press them in time with the music to complete a song. If you're into rock music and rhythm games, which are a lot of people based on its sales, this seems like the perfect game for you. Now going back to the DS, I'd like to quickly cover a Mario game release for it, New Super Mario Bros. 
New Super Mario Bros. is a 2D platform game released in 2006. It follows the typical Mario formula. Bowser kidnaps Peach, and Mario has to rescue her. This game started the trend of New Super Mario games, releasing a quote-unquote new Mario game, when it's basically just the same game with a couple new features. Now, I'm not hating on it. I don't mind the series of new games. I'm just saying it can get a bit boring or repetitive after a while. Now on the opposite end, something that's not boring or repetitive, a brand new Nintendo console. The Nintendo Wii is a home video game console released in 2006. Now I might be a bit blinded by pure nostalgia, but this is my favorite Nintendo console. One of the reasons for that is a title I'm sure a lot of you know. Wii Sports is a sports simulation game released along with the console. You are able to play five different sports, tennis, baseball, bowling, golf, and boxing. You play as a me, a character debuting from the Wii. The Mii is a customizable character that you can play as and customize to look however you want. The simplicity of these games, along with the Mii in general, really makes for a fun time. I used to own a Wii, and I'm pretty sure it still works, but I don't have the right wire to connect it or something. I was actually able to get a brand new Wii for my birthday, which was a couple days ago. I have been playing it for the past couple days, and let me tell you, it's just as good as I remember. I'm really glad that I get to relive some of my memories I had playing it when I was younger. Speaking of memories I have with the Wii, there's one game in particular I want to talk about. Super Mario Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy is a 3D platform game released in 2007 for the Wii. It follows the events of Mario going through literal galaxies now to save the princess. I remember having a really fun time completing every level in this game. That reminds me of one level, Melty Molten Galaxy. They contain these dragon-like creatures made out of lava. I specifically remember being scared of them, and even having a nightmare about them when I was little. They still kind of freak me out now. It's something that I'll never forget, and probably never will. Now the last game I want to talk about is a crossover between two rival franchises. Nintendo and Sega decided to do a crossover in the form of a sports and party game, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. This game consisted of a ton of sports and games that are played during the Olympics. It contains characters from both the Mario series and the Sonic series. You are able to play almost any Olympic game as a decent amount of characters. If you have one friend that likes Mario and another one that likes Sonic, I suggest showing them this game. It can be fun for everyone, although it may get a bit competitive at times. Well, that's everything for this episode. I really appreciate it if you made it all the way through. It means a lot to me. Anyway, thanks for listening to another episode of Punk to Pixels. I'm your host, Andrew, signing off.